Welcome back to the 24th podcast of My Name is Sherman, His Name is Sherman. It is a uh, beautiful late September day here in the Chicago area on 9-29-21. That's September 29, 2021. And uh, my son Sherman is out in L.A. And we are very appreciative of being back after probably a few weeks, German, a um, little break, and looking forward to uh, sharing some, some thoughts and observations with you and together with our, our uh, loyal listeners, um, because this really is a podcast uh, by Shermans, for Shermans, and really just about anyone else. So Sherman, if you will, keep us moving. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. Uh, yes, so as it is episode 24, that means it's even-numbered, and that means it's my turn to kick us off. And I have been traveling uh, a great deal in the last couple months, so my brain is mush. Uh, but all great travels, uh, but I haven't, you know, I don't have much on my mind, uh, I kind of about, uh, I guess, any current events or things I've been reflecting on because my mind does not currently have that capacity, but um, something I kind of had saved in the bank for a rainy day as a subject um, was something, or is something that I've discussed for years, uh, both actually uh, in college, uh, in one particular class, um, and then with a few friends consistently since then. Uh, but the concept, the idea, as far-fetched as it may seem, of the NFL ultimately ceasing to exist. Um, since the, you know, since I kind of thought this was a possibility, the NFL, I mean, it, from my perspective, uh, just not quite superficially, just beyond kind of a superficial level, has addressed safety issues. But my uh, kind of core idea behind why I think it could, um, I used to think it definitely would. Now I think it's just a slight, I mean, there's always a relatively slight possibility that it would actually happen, but even less so now because the NFL just seems to be an invincible force uh, for a variety of reasons, but um, the core idea was health issues, namely brain injuries, which, side note, if concussions were actually called brain injuries, I think they'd probably be taken more seriously or at least would have been taken more seriously from the outset uh, as opposed to the last kind of five, ten years. But I still think there is, as I said, you know, a slight chance just because... Uh, and I have not looked at any data in years. Um, I did when I was in school because I needed to. But, you know, I would imagine, I, I'm confident in saying that uh, there's a high chance that um, kids are playing football less um, due to safety concerns from their parents and uh, just due to the, I would imagine, rising if it hasn't risen in cost, I'd be shocked because it's an expensive sport just for the equipment and, you know, participating in the team. And then I always thought, you know, health concerns, that'll 
cause the insurance rates to go up. I'm, you know, you would actually know better than I would, Dad, and probably better than most people, just how that coverage works and mm-hmm. um, kind of sports growing up. But, um, you know, I just imagine that would eventually, you know, the rising costs and health concerns would eventually just choke the base and foundation of the sport, which is, you know, similar to anything, kind of the youth coming up and becoming, in this case, NFL players. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I played growing up, and it was wonderful, but, one, everyone thought concussions were a joke, uh, and then you'd just take smelling salts. Like, even when I played, it wasn't some, like, 80s or early 90s thing. Um, And it was great. I wouldn't – I probably wouldn't – even the fact that I'm large and slow, so kind of tailor-made for alignment position, uh, probably wouldn't play again uh, as fun as it was. Um, and I know my – I've talked with my brothers-in-law and sisters, and obviously this is just anecdotal, uh, but currently 0 for 5, uh, even though all five sisters don't have babies, I'm pretty confident that they're not going to change their mind on this, uh, on their son's – or daughters playing football, um, which I think is a great move. And I, you know, it's obviously been in the news, not recently, again, this is not a recent topic or a current topic, but um, you know, more the last decade of just the safety of football um, and the long-term effects, which, I mean, that's actually a phrase that's in the news a lot now due to the long-term effects of vaccines or the particular ones going around the country right now. Um, and I actually would wager there are less, there's less knowledge about the long-term effects of playing football continuously than there are the vaccines that people have hesitations over that have been studied by far more doctors for far longer. I still think there's a chance just because unless, you know, they've solved brain injuries or the either medically or due to equipment or rule changes, I just think it's going to grow less in popularity. I've always envisioned that it'll eventually just be in the South um, because it's, like, you know, I think it's football and Jesus, basically, uh, are the two cultural markers down there. Um, granted, it's obviously widely popular everywhere. What's your forecast, Sherman, uh, for if and when this were to occur? Do you think it's, uh, you know, 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line, that the, that the enterprise of the NFL as we know it, or, or football in general, college football, professional football, high school football, grade school football will effectively no longer uh, exist as we know it today? Well, I also, another reason, because I haven't, you know, this is just something, a topic that I had you know, saved on my computer I haven't thought about in a while, as people could probably tell. Uh, but I have thought about it a lot throughout the years. And another reason why I thought it was eventually just going to, uh, you know, die, either lessen the popularity, die, you know, completely change, um, was because it was also, I think, you know, oversaturating the market. Um, because there's, I mean, it used to be kind of like, Sunday night football or Sunday, obviously, and then Monday night football became a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And now there's football seemingly every day of the week um, during football season between college and right. pros. I know, uh, you know, Mark Cuban has mentioned it, it. Just and now they this is the first year they've added a 17th game, despite so many players 
saying publicly this is stupid and why and granted the NFLPA had to agree to it, but and I'm not sure what concessions they made because I really don't care about football anymore because it's just a brutal sport. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I just saw oversaturation in health and when I thought of this and kind of the idea first came to me in college, um I would imagine I thought it was probably twenty years, like kind of the twenty thirties would would be when the first cracks show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's obviously a, it's a cultural institution. It's the most popular sport in the country by far. So right. it'd take decades, um, and pretty easily in that time. Well, I don't know. I'd say easily, but there's a clear possibility that they could solve uh, or figure out to a greater extent, and make it maybe like a sprained ankle in terms of recovery equivalents, um, mm-hmm. the concussions and you know, brain injuries. But yeah, I just. Uh, you know, or if they, um, you know, mandate however they can top down because the NFL would probably just control the show, you know, kids starting later um, mm-hmm. and certain uh, drills being banned, which I know that's occurred. Uh, and I know and like certain NFL players are like, yeah, my kids will play. They'll just play, start playing tackle much later than, you know, kids yeah. did when I was growing up. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, it obviously wouldn't happen for decades, or I guess at this point, the earliest a decade. But um, well, fun, yeah, yeah, I think fundamentally, it, um, right? It it's about health and safety, uh, right. and 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 long term health effects. But I think too, in the in the discussion and further analysis down the line consideration would would be given to kind of if you will the the downstream impact um for example uh the 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 going from the the cities who would would lose certain revenue streams tax tax uh you know uh, basis um from to the uh, the vendor working at the game and everyone in between, all these various businesses, mom-and-pop businesses, small businesses, municipalities, cities tied to the NFL juggernaut monolith. Um, you, you know, there'll, be, there'll be a lot. You, you, one might expect a lot of, of, of interested uh, stakeholders, large and small. Well, this actually tied into... Uh, I'm remembering this real time uh, as we I didn't really prep for this subject, uh, which is my fault. But it was actually my thought was tied into the NFL will die or decline, you know, go down in some negative way. And with that, the U.S. and this is uh, at this point just more wishful thinking will ascend in power and standings, quite literally the standings globally of uh, soccer and rugby. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I think, yeah, you are correct. There would be a financial, and I guess, power in terms of uh, you know cultural relevance vacuum left if the NFL were to again cease to exist or decline to a great extent. But soccer is the most popular sport in the world, and yeah. rugby is a popular sport uh, globally, um, and basically, I would say every continent. Um, so, I you know I I just have always thought okay well obviously those athletes will still exist where will they go 
football and well i guess globally football u.s soccer and rugby um so you know the stadiums and vendors and all that would have they would just pivot to different sports um Hmm. or i guess they could hold more concerts um but uh i mean the re uh, but also not to get too in the weeds i would admit you know I'm pretty sure all these new kind of NFL towns, you know, like Dallas, New England, the Bears as of today, seem like they're going to do the same thing in Arlington. Though, mm-hmm. I'd put the Arlington little money Heights, I, yeah. yeah, I'd I'd put the little money I have on the somehow them screwing it up. Um, you know, those those teams get all that money. There are no mom and pop stores. It's just Walmart getting more money. Yeah, metaphorically speaking, mm-hmm. um, and building new stadiums in cities anyway doesn't is proven to not bring in the local revenue that is promised by please give us money or tax cuts. We'll bring in X amount of revenue. That's never been the case. So um, I wouldn't worry about I guess mom and pop stores and local places in this capacity. Um, that are small, not you know larger stores or restaurants, like, you know chains, because they're not being, uh, if not positively affected, you know to an extreme, uh, in, in a positive sense right now in current conditions. So I don't know, you know, it wouldn't matter uh, in the future if the NFL was to leave them. Um, and again, they'd have two more sports, in my opinion, right. as backup. So. Oh wow! I've, well, I've rambled quite a bit about this. Hey, I still, I still got it. Good, good, good stuff. Thank you. I tell you, um, on the health and safety front, um, aforementioned, we we recently uh, traveled, uh, flew to see some uh, dear old friends down, um, visiting them in the, let's say the Blue Ridge Mountain areas, and uh, uh, just a one, wonderful. Uh, kind of reconnection, um, but we had to we had to exit earlier than planned because um, uh, uh, one of the uh, spouses, uh, uh, the host couple, um, got uh, got sick, and um, so we thought, you know, given our age, given their age, you know, um, and. Um, just the, the world we live in and our awareness levels up, and we can do this as old friends. We just left on the Saturday, not the uh, planned Sunday. And, you know, we've heard such good things about the airlines, uh, you know, waiving, waiving fees uh, for changes in flights and all that. And that's, that's, that's the way business should operate. Um, I'm here to tell you that's a bunch of hooey. Um, <laughs> we, we, we got absolutely slammed. Um, uh, traveling back on the same airline from a you know fully paid round trip ticket uh, again fundamentally why for health and safety reasons uh, to, to let our friends take care of uh, um, you know their 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 malady at that point and and for us to be sensitive to that and aware of that and um, get out of town early a day early oh the airline I'm not going to say obviously say the airline other than it's a major U.S. based domestic carrier. What does that rhyme with? Um, <laughs> you know that we'll, we'll, we'll follow up with that. That uh, you little sneaky guy. That's like <laughs> that's like a, a a quick quick count in football. Could you know yeah. be ready for that? But anyway, 
more down the line on that. It, that it's not all peaches and cream or even peaches and herb or herb, <laughs> which is a, I think, a husband wife. Correct. Hip hop group back in the 80s or 90s. But uh, yeah, more to come on. Um, so this is um, our first, I think this fake, is our first fake, legal uh, battle and, and saga um, that our podcast has had versus a major corporation. Um, yeah, we'll we'll keep everyone abreast of uh, the updates on uh, you and mom getting time. Well, you can't get time back, but hopefully financial compensation and and those sweet sweet airline miles. Yeah, not looking, not looking. No, no handouts here. No, no above and beyond. Just a just a thoughtful, balanced, um, you know, recognition and a, a, some type of credit uh, for for this and um, nowhere to be found right now but we'll, we'll, we'll stay after it all right that's good um, so Reynolds V airline coming at you um, this is our first public case so we'll let everyone know um, I as people could probably tell by the three minute mark of my roughly 12 minute to 15 minutes rambling uh, don't have much to say um, and I definitely don't have anything else to say now. So I believe you had some certain shout outs or thoughts. Well, yeah, just, just, yeah, thanks, Sherman. Just two. Um, one is, as we, we, we often do, um, you know, honor about this day in history and on, uh, just a couple of days ago, uh, so, uh, sorry, yesterday, September 28th, uh, in 1919, the uh, the great Black Sox scandal uh, was coming to a, a boiling point uh, when eight I, think, I believe eight members of the Sox uh, were were found guilty of you know betting uh, uh, illegally betting uh, throwing the game throwing the series um, and uh, I think one of the great kind of short quotes of all time that is applied across all <laughs> I believe all societies, all cultures, or at least has is is referenceable and translatable um, when it involved one of the lead uh, uh, bad guys was uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Is it right, Chairman Shoeless Joe? Mm-hmm. And, um, and a, a young kid came up to him and said, say it ain't so. Say it ain't so, Joe. I think that that quote is it connects globally in, in in any in most situations. Say it ain't so, and it got me thinking. There, uh, there's, a, there's a song by Hall and Oates, who I know we've referenced in the past because I think one of the great, personally for me, one of the my favorite albums of all time is Hall and Oates' "Abandoned Luncheonette," circa 1975. But then they got a bit commercial as things happen and good for them um into the 80s and but commercially funny with their with their mtv bits and and this one song uh, called say it isn't so so close to shoeless joe but probably not as compelling but if you get a moment check out that uh, you know youtube video of mtv of say it ain't isn't so by hall and oates i think you'll get a good Good laugh out of that. And coincidentally, back to Shoeless Joe Jackson, 
the singer, writer, performer, Joe Jackson, back in the early 80s, had a great album, uh, Night and Day. And one of the, the, the songs on that album, maybe the lead song, was My Best Friend's Girlfriend. And She Used to Be Mine. That might be the most wicked form of cheating. <laughs> so... Uh, in terms of cheats and scoundrels, we've 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 tapped we've tapped a, a couple uh, sources, and I would uh, going completely the other way as we wind it down is uh, to um, uh, just mention that uh, my aunt my aunt Sheila uh, passed away recently. Aunt Sheila married to Uncle Bob for approximately sixty five years. Um, they were and represented all that is good and right with marriage. Um, their their uh, combined collective energy uh, 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 as as parents and and friends uh, uh, to so many uh, and to so many in need quietly in the communities. That they that they serve, uh, they our, our our hearts are out to uh, all of uh, the family, Aunt Sheila and Uncle Bob. And I w I'll just close with this: they uh, they're a very talented family from a, a lot of different perspectives. Um, one of the leads of that would be their their performance ability, their singing, their dancing, their creativity, and um, all my cousins in that family certainly uh, is who I'm thinking about uh, as were and our uh, Uncle Bob and Aunt Sheila. But there were, uh, there were a lot of rehearsals, right? They had a lot of practice, a lot of rehearsals. This is the thing about Aunt Sheila and Uncle Bob. I think the way they together led their life, it was all, or at least seemingly, on first take. You know, They just they moved through life, big things and little things, and it was a first take, and it and it, you know, that right away became the producer's cut, because they were committed to what they were engaged in, at whether it was a family item, a work item, a community, a social item, they were in, all in, and stayed in, and um, we we miss Aunt Sheila, and God bless uh, uh, Uncle Bob and, and the family. I have nothing more to add to that. Um, so rest in peace. Great Aunt Sheila. She was a great lady. Um, and again, I think we've done this. This happened a few times on our show. Something somber, serious, and or both. But it's America, baby. Time for those ads. Um, <laughs> the first one, and it's first on our list, and I will admit, in my heart at least, uh, dojos. Yeah, yeah. Getting married, the founders getting married in less than a month. Uh, so that's pretty neat. Um, and makes bagels, coffee, donuts, caters events. Though I hope for his sake he's not catering his own wedding. That would be impressive and sad. Um, in the St. Louis area, you can order online at farmer's markets as well. Merch, food, what more do you people want? Uh, I mean, he's feeding and clothing you. He's basically performing the Beatitudes. It's mean, a one-man gig. Impressive stuff. Dojos. Uh, and then 
I'm yeah. I'm particularly rusty. Is again, you've all been able to tell. Um, loop wear, loop apparel. Mm-hmm. Which one? Truly, never remember. Unbelievable, I can't. Wear loop apparel, loop wear. So wear, loop wear. Uh, a lot of wears going on. Where are they? They're online, based in Chicago. Um, and so that's another Midwest brand. Um, we're gonna take it all the way back to another Midwest brand who legally I have to say, and by legally I mean so my parents don't yell at me again, they don't sponsor us, but they are fake sponsoring us right now. Let us entertain you. I just wanted to complete the Midwest brand and advertising. So let us entertain you. Hopefully we did just entertain you, but let us by them. It's a food pun. Go to their restaurants. They're all great. And that's it for this, for me particularly, insane episode 24. Uh, that I, for some reason, feel like I've gotten no sleep. That's how slap happy I feel right now. So thanks for listening. Signing off. Have a great week, everyone. Okay, bye. Thanks.